Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ball City, well, isn't it a pity that the Lore Boys are back? Or maybe a good thing. I don't know. Hi, everybody. I'm Ethan. Uh, today, I'm joined <laughs> with... <laughs> James Miller, here from James, Mexico. James Miller. And uh, Peter's not here today, as you may have noticed, because no one like jumped in to get down our throats to introduce himself before either of us, as uh, Peter always does. <laughs> uh, he's That's dealing true. with... Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure Peter always does that. He's very aggressive when it comes to podcasting. Um, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you met Peter, actually, Jamie? I don't know. Uh, do you know Do you know who I'm talking about when I say Peter? Our uh, usual third co-host? Uh, I've got a memory span of about three weeks, and I haven't seen anyone named Peter in the last three weeks. So. Oh, okay, fair, fair, fair. No one in yeah. person named Peter. Only, only Pedro's. Exactly. Only Pedro's. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, he's a lot like a Pedro, just more Greek, I think. Is, uh, is oh, yeah. Picture a picture with yogurt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, cheesy, cheesy Pedro. Um, hi everybody. This is a lore podcast. Uh, we're down a to host today. He's dealing with some very, very serious personal stuff uh, that is too top secret for us to even talk about. Honestly, uh, he's doing some government work. Uh, he's out in a third world country, uh, taking on some contracts. Very shady stuff, but uh, we're filling in for him. Uh, I'll be hosting. So this is going to be the third in a three-parter based on Jessica from Magic the Gathering and her brother Kamal. Uh, When I say third in a three-parter, I mean third in a a four-parter because even though I promised to finish wrap this up in three, I finished writing today and I found a lot of fun stuff that I want to talk about. And it just (laughs) did not feel right to end the, the podcast saying like, and then she became the false goddess Corona. And then, like, leave it there. Like, I feel like we got to wrap that storyline up, right? Damn, dude, I've seen ads for her all over Mexico. <laughs> yeah, she comes in. Uh, she comes in bottle or can. Uh, she's best okay. with lime. Um, mm-hmm. Do you? Are there actually Corona ads in Mexico? It's like um, whenever you look at 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 like a bar and you see like Molson Canadian on the umbrellas. That's oh, okay. the kind of stuff. She's... It's all Corona. Okay. Well, it's, always... it's a lot of Corona. There, across the street from me, there's like a, a literal hole in the wall that is like a breakfast place, but it's a literal hole in the wall because their c- umbrellas are monsters cans, actually. Oh, so the hole in the wall comes from at the a Kyle that built it. At a restaurant. That is amazing. You yeah. just have like a monster energy with your like eggs in the morning? <laughs> yep. Excavated by Kyle's. That, yeah. That's yeah. how they made it. Yeah. yeah. An archaeological find. It's hard yeah. to find just like a place with for like eggs in the morning though. Like I'm huevos. not having an easy time finding. It. You you can't ask for eggs. You have to ask for huevos. Huevos, okay. Yeah, that's why. That's why. If you go around asking for eggs, they won't know what you're talking about. That's the problem. So last time, uh, we remember our girl Jessica, thrice touched by infinity, uh, had an affliction. 
She was infest- yeah. she was infested with worms. Worms with a U. Gross. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah. Uh, after chasing her brother and the Marari, which is like a Super Bowl shaped uh, artifact that grants wishes, but in a monkey's paw way, where it destroys the the wisher with their wish. Uh, so she was chasing her brother and the Marari. She was stricken down by a, a wizard named Braids, a Cabal mage, and taken back to someone named the Cabal Patriarch. The Cabal Patriarch had Jessica turned into Phage, the Untouchable, uh, through through the intervention of their god, Kuber, and his own deadly touch. Uh, I say god, uh, Kuber is a Numena, which is like a god. They're wizards who lived a long time ago and basically ruled all of Dominaria like gods, but they were more like uh, really, really powerful kings. Okay. You remember all that? Um, so, to be honest, it has been like a month since we talked about it, so there's a few things that, that weren't 100% there, but I do remember now that you say it. Okay. Uh, I have a little bit of errata from uh, the end of our last episode. Uh, so, Jessica wasn't returned to Cabal City, like I said she was, where the Cabal Patriarch was living, because he wasn't living there anymore, uh, to another city called Afeto. Uh, so... Okay. If you remember, Cabal City had a uh, gladiator pit where people I would do. fight. Uh, and all the edgy goth kids watched them. And yeah. uh, everybody's like black aspected in the city. And... Yeah. 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 So that's, that was Cabal City. Uh, the Cabal is like a black organization. There's the Order, who's the white organization. Uh, and there was Kamal, who is a barbarian from the north, Jessica's brother, who fought in the pits. Uh, and that's where he first saw, saw the Marari. His friend Chainer ended up getting the Mirari, and Chainer was a uh, dementia summoner. Do you remember that? Yeah, he summons his own worst fears. Exactly. Uh, so yeah. he ended up getting the Mirari, lost control of the immense power granted him by it in a pit fight against Kamal, and was transformed into a horrific beast of his own worst imaginings, then eventually slain. Cabal City, in the process, had st- sustained horrific damage and was completely overrun with his dementia monsters, uh, and the cabal relocated to the city of Afeto. Okay. So cool. after after that after that fight with uh, after Chainer's fight with Kamal, uh, yeah. Cabal City was overrun by these like horrific beasts that are like arms spreading out of bellies and stuff. You know what could be right. more horrible? Um, Sorry, Tinder just sent me a notification. I'm recording on my phone, and it said, "What's the best way to get revenge on a ghoster?" What the fuck does uh, that mean? I don't know. Maybe, maybe listen on, listeners, and find out the best way to, <laughs> best way to get revenge on, on a ghoster. Uh, so she was facey yep. untouchable, also known as a ghoster. Uh, she just never responded, <laughs> responded to your messages. She just eventually, right. she decided she met someone else on on the same platform, and even though she seemed really yeah. interested in you, she was slightly more interested in the other person. Decided to make that try and work. Got uh, it. Yeah. She bore the Cabal Patriarch a baby on the last episode. Right. And she was making a name for herself in the blood pits, just like her brother once did, because her touch killed people. Just right, one touch. Oh yes, yeah. She just take off a glove and like touch someone, and then yeah. that was it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I remember. What uh, happened to your brother again? I I'm sorry if you just said it. But... So uh, I'll, I'll kind of I'll, I'll feed back into it as we go through. But basically, okay. uh, Kamal got the Murari after defeating Shader. Yeah. He tied it to his sword. Uh, right. Went back home to the barbarian tribes and tried to unite them. There, Jessica and like his old father figure, the leader of the barbarian tribes, tried to stop him. He ended up like 
dividing the tribes and there was like a war between them and he ends up like slashing uh, Jessica with his Murari sword right. and then, then he's like oh the, the whole the thing was actually evil the whole time like <laughs> it, it, it corrupted everybody else's wish but I thought my wish for power would be like innocent and good um, yeah, yeah. so he ends up almost killing his sister he takes her into um, the Croson Forest uh, where he's chased after by Braids and uh, Aquad- Aquantus, the um, merfolk ambassador, or Laquantus, sorry. Yeah. Um, I remember him. And a- anybody who's like doesn't know what I'm talking about right now, this was all on a previous episode. Like I said, this is this is the part three. Um, <clears throat> just a quick little recap, though. Uh, so then he, uh, yeah, then Braids captured Jessica. And took her to the Cabal Patriarch and, and transformed him. And then he... Right. We're going to find out what happens with him. Uh, awesome. And Jessica. And uh, maybe a couple other people. So <laughs> we ended the episode uh, just with Jessica killing someone in the pits named Nivia, a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nivia was married to a well-known pit champion named Ixidor, who had a bit of a gambling problem. So this episode, we're going to focus on Jessica and Ixidor. Uh... Kamal is going to be kind of just like a, he's going to show up and make plot happen every now and then uh, and cool. then we're going to but we're mainly going to be talking about uh, Jessica and Ixidor and somebody that Ixidor creates so Got it. Jessica is, or uh, Phage I should say at this point is in the pits and she kills someone named Nivia who's the wife of this, uh, this pit champion named Ixidor uh, Ixidor had a bit of a gambling problem he was known to frequent the pits, and he would always bet on his wife, and his wife would always win, and he, they, they were getting rich like that, and then she's killed, and he's all of a sudden out all his money, and he has a bunch of debts that he can't pay off. Uh, so seeing his wife brutally killed by Phage, an avatar of death, didn't do good things for Ixidor's mental well-being. That's like something you really need to take like a, some PTO for, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Personal so, time off, definitely, yeah. Yeah, your, so he, your, your wife gets slaughtered in front of you and you lose your entire all of the money that you own not just in front of you but in front of all your friends and cheering crowds of adoring fans uh, oh right yeah and they're, and they're into it too I forgot yeah. I forgot about that whole aspect of it yeah, yeah that's kind of the thing with blood sport it's a sport right so people are people are all about it people go nuts uh, it, team phage let's go yeah it, it, it already, team murder it, all queen all of a sudden your hockey team losing doesn't seem so bad yeah right? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, put it in context, right? Could be worse. We could be on Dalton area, boys. Um, so Ixidor took his, his personal time off uh, in the form of exile because his debtors were basically like, you got to get the fuck out of town or we're going to kill you. So he was like, well, I guess I go live in the wilderness now. Uh, he devoted his time banished to becoming more powerful. He'd always been a master of illusions, but now his illusions took on greater form. So he was basically able to manifest his illusions... In, in reality. So he was able to imagine something okay. much like Chainer, but he wasn't imagining uh, his worst fears. He was just kind of imagining anything and making it real. Okay. Uh, which sounds like my kind of magic, honestly. If you had to pick like a school yeah. of magic, like, well, I, ca- I can cast fireballs. Like, ooh, I can, you know, I can make books float. It's like, yeah, I can just imagine <laughs> anything and it becomes real. Like, That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if I, if I were to choose one, I think it would be protection magic, though. I think that's just so cool to be able to protect you or the ones you love, like on a, on a on a whim. I think that's really cool. God, you're such a fucking nerd. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, you're a level nerd. Don't get me wrong, and I appreciate that you would protect me. Me being one of your loved yep. ones, surely. Yeah, uh, <laughs> exactly. If there were, so, if I was tied to a train track 
and there was a train coming at me and you could pull a switch and it would not kill me but it, it would go and kill five strangers what would you do james I would say, Ethan, stop imagining that train. You're just trying to test my love. <laughs> uh, and then I would imagine a sick jump for the train to do as it jumped over me. I'm like the seamless yeah. workout would be fucking sweet. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Ixidor is out in the wilderness, and he's creating a bizarre paradise for himself, shaped by the wanton whims of his imagination. He planted a seed of magic within Phage so that anytime she killed, a death worm would spawn. Uh, sick a colossal worm hundreds of meters long. All her past kills and the kills she would have from then on would manifest in this way, coiling inside Phage, waiting to be released. So Ixidor is the one who gave her the worm infestation. I mentioned him at the end of okay. last episode. I'm not even sure I named him at the end of last episode. Uh, okay. But he, he's, he's important this episode. Okay. Are they imaginary worms? No, they like... they. So again, like he, they are his imagination, but he they manifest in reality. And okay. the way he's imagining it is every kill that she does is like like an egg inside of her, like waiting to waiting to hatch into this like horrific, you know, half a kilometer right. long uh, worm that could just like destroy like huge swaths okay. of, of land and city. It's uh, like your conscience. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Your conscience is worms. That's that's. I think Plato said that, right? Well, no. It's that when you do bad things, it manifests within you, kind of thing. Oh, but, oh okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, like worms. Like worms, I guess. Yeah, like uh, Plato said, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so this was uh, surprisingly scant comfort for Ixidor. No number of devastatingly large worms you implant into the subconscious of your greatest enemy will bring back your dead wife. Uh, okay. He didn't, he, his illusions weren't so good that he could bring her back perfectly, but by gum, he could try. His grief remains so great that his wrath would manifest. I love that saying. I'm sorry. <laughs> gum. It's the second time I've heard it this week. I don't know oh, yeah. the last time I've heard it before. Yeah. We're bringing weird. it back. Okay, baby. sorry. We're bringing it back. Yeah. Everybody, everybody tweeted Jamie Bygum. Uh, <laughs> Ixidor's grief remains so great that his wrath would manifest itself in one of his greatest and best-known conjurations, Akroma, the Angel of Wrath. At the cost of his right arm, Ixidor summoned a being capable of destroying Phage. So he couldn't bring back his dead wife, but he brought somebody, he created something that could uh, destroy his wife. Now, Akroma yeah. is... Or destroy uh, the, destroy what destroyed his wife, not destroy his Sorry, wife. sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. What did yeah. I say? What did you say? Because I was just going to say destroyed his wife. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> same, same. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page. Um, yeah. So in terms of, of Magic the Gathering and... and I know I get really buried into story, but this is like Magic the Gathering is a card game uh, for anyone who's jumping into this episode and doesn't know what magic magic is. It is a card game. Uh, so Jamie has a. a how did you find? How did you find us before Magic the Gathering, though? Yeah, that's I what mean, I want to know. That's a good question. So because we need to know how to get more people like you on board because you're really like <laughs> an untapped market, obviously. The Amish untapped. Yeah, untapped. Uh, untapped. <laughs> there's good. Uh, there's good. That uh, mana pun for you. Um, so basically in the card game Akroma has protection from black which Phage is so Phage cannot do any damage to Akroma she also has flying first strike vigilance and trample and haste which are all uh, insane insane she's a, a super yeah, so card. she's un she basically can't be touched by anything that's a ground unit and gets to hit first all the yeah. time and she, on she the turn first. that she's played she can also attack yeah and any 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 damage that she does, she'll empty the opposing monster's life pool, and then the rest of it goes to the the summoner. 
That's, very, that's insane. She's as expensive as Phage, but white mana, not black mana. So she's very, very expensive. Um, but she's very, very strong. And so, like, Phage was, like I had kind of mentioned, she was always kind of a meme card. She was always kind of, like, special decks that tried to do funky things to just, like, win the game on a fluke. Uh, Akroma was just a super, super, super powerful card. Akroma, nice. Akroma always went for a lot of money. She still goes for, like, you, for like five bucks. Uh, if you want to buy an Akroma yeah. card now, you still have to spend, like, five bucks just to buy the card. Uh, when she's, yeah. like, she's only played in, like, older formats, you know? Yeah. Every time we talk about this, like, I just want to play Magic the Gathering. <laughs> like, do you have two decks? Can we just play a game sometime? I do have two shitty decks. Um, okay. I also have an online account with some cards that you could play against other people. You could play, I could make some decks for you and you can play against other people. Um, okay, cool. But absolutely. Uh, we can figure it out. Or we, nice. could just, we could just go to a draft night or something and we could just, like, just a Friday night sometime, we could just go play some FNM and... They'll like yeah, I'll yeah. teach you how to play. Everybody there will, will be teaching you how to play. It'll be like it'll be good fun for anyone awesome. for, for anyone who's like Jamie and is like oh like I'm like I also want to go play. I also want to play Magic Gathering, but I don't have anyone to do. Just look up like your city or town or whatever, and then Friday Night Magic, and it's it's something organized. Like if you have a game store in your town, they're gonna have a on Friday night. They're gonna play Magic the Gathering. It's just yeah. it's a thing. It's a thing that game stores do. Uh, so so cool. look up Friday Night Magic in your town, and you should be able to find something. So, Akroma, now, Ixidor's Rage, his Wrath, uh, Manifest. Uh, she was crafted in his dream and made of his flesh. Ixidor gave her but one objective, to avenge Nivea, no matter the cost. So, right. obviously, we're setting her up, Akroma, for a lifetime of fulfillment and success, right? Like, just, you have <laughs> one goal, and it's pure bloody vengeance. <laughs> That's like a good thing to do for like your kid. Your, it's essentially his kid. You know what I mean? Like his wife's gone, yeah. but now he has a kid, and he's like, "Well, you're gonna kill the person who killed your mom." That's the only thing. You're right. Gonna do. Yeah, I'm starting to think like after you do that, then then what do you have to live for? But yeah, well, it might seem nothing. It might seem like nothing. Yeah. That's, yeah. Huh. So Chroma sets out for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we don't have purpose, but let's move on and talk about lore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah you know, this is purposeful, you know. We're we're uh, we're talking about uh, make believe stuff uh, to each other, so that's kind of important if you think about it. Really, don't think about it too hard. Right. Think about it a bit. Uh, <laughs> so, Akroma sets out for Afedo, not Cabal City, uh, in search of Phage. Uh, she wouldn't be hard to find, as celebrations were taking place for the recent completion of the construction of Afedo's Grand Coliseum. In the arena, a fight was taking place between Phage and her brother, the barbarian Kamal. Whoa! That's pretty big. Mm -hmm. That's pretty big. Her I didn't brother, know that was going to happen. Her brother? They're both like... Wait, sorry. They're, they're both like such tarnished versions of themselves from the beginning of the story too, right? Her brother yeah. was like this nice boy who just left the green town and he's going to fight and like she was like a nice enough person. Now she's been gashed open, filled with worms. He's like all tainted from this uh, uh, yes. Mercedes. I mean, she, she, and like this is something I was kind of going to touch on later, but like this is such like quintessential like male fantasy writing where it's like the woman just goes through all the shit and the guy is like, oh, he had the curse of being an asshole when he was born. And like, yeah. that's why you got to feel bad for him. Like, like, yes, absolutely. But she was like, because of her brother, who she was trying to stop from murdering, like, their family, basically. Uh, right. She was kidnapped by, by black wizards. She was uh, 
killed and brought back to life by an evil god uh, so that she could she could bear the ruler of the evil city's child who was the evil god reincarnate and filled with these horrible worms. Yeah, Kamala she feels- now once a month she has these horrible worms it gets the hysteria <laughs> yeah, and- yeah, that's it it's whenever the moon comes out or yeah. something i don't know how periods work exactly. <laughs> um and then kamal for his part was like i'm obsessed with the mirari i'm gonna chase it forever and then it like disappeared and he like he lived a good life for a little while and then it came back and he was like i'm gonna chase it again and then got it and killed his sister or tried to kill his sister um okay kamal's obviously the asshole here yeah and i mean it's it's gonna it's gonna get a bit worse in terms of um misogyny i think the okay because they're about to fight. Uh, well, not quite yet, but like towards the end of the episode, we'll get there. Uh, so her brother okay. Kamal, for his part, was was going through a bit of a crisis. Uh, he had he had finally gotten the Mirari, stabbed his sister with his wish fulfilling sword. Uh, his life since that time had been dedicated to deciding the Mirari was evil and trying to save his sister. You know the thing that his sister would, had told him that the Mirari was evil. <sighs> when he found Phage, he was horrified at what she'd become. He agreed to fight her in the pits at Phage's request, hoping that during the fight he could think of some way to save her from Kubert's grasp. So he okay. goes to see Phage. He goes to visit his sister uh, because he hears she's alive in um, I can never I can't remember the name of the city at all. Uh, Fedo. Uh, so he goes to see her in a Fedo. Uh, we're, we're missing Peter. So here, if you can't remember it, we're missing Peter. Most famous cheese in Greece is feta. Fedo. Ah, uh, Fedo. Ah, uh, Fedo. Gotcha. Alfetto. Oh, it's Alfetto. Yeah. Okay. A-P-H- I thought it was Fetto this whole time. No. A P H E T T O. Okay. Fetto. Um, uh, Fetto. Just just one famous cheese from Greek. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he goes to see her, finds she's turned into this horrible zombie monster who gave birth to an evil god, um, right. and was like, and then she was like, whatever, like you're not my brother anymore. Fuck you. You abandoned me. Uh, like fight me in the pit, coward. Let's go. Let's go. Let's uh, bring bring your fucking sword. Let's go. Um, yeah. So he was like, "Okay, I will." And he was hoping during the fight he could think of some way to save her uh, soul from Kubert's grasp. Um, at first, a Chroma was content to watch the fight, hoping Kamal would do her work for her. But it soon became apparent that would not happen. Kamal would neither okay. hurt nor kill his fallen sister in the hopes that she would see the error of her ways and return to her old self. So like. Number two oh. in number two in the misogyny here is like this woman who you made like like unstop this unstoppable killing force and like you know she has the power of death on her side and she just has to touch somebody and they die and she's like all feared and all powerful and she's like dominating the pits it's like oh but we're, our male character could easily beat her but he's choosing not to. Uh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like okay, yeah. okay. I don't we know gave why. The small town, we gave the small town all these guns. They started killing each other and then we started saying, hey guys, what are you doing? So yeah, yeah. You know, exactly, it's like... yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, like he turns around to this, and then he's like, "Oh, come on, sis, you're better than this. Come on." He's like, yeah. just like doing the older brother thing, where he's got his hand out on her head, and she's just like swinging her like two di- like pointer fingers, trying to just touch him, and she can't touch him for some reason. Like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but Akroma is watching this, and is like, "Oh, Kamal's not not gonna kill her." The yeah. bright cheers of the crowds fell silent as Akroma alighted in the stand in the stands of the arena, and Phage at once received a taste of her own medicine as Akroma's mere presence acted as, acted as anathema to her. So, so that's like a nullifier kind of thing. Like a like it's sickening. Like uh, like she can't be near her without feeling like she's like undoing her very presence. 
Uh, so like phage is kind of like anathema to life where like just she probably smells like putrid and like rotting and like sickness and like death and that's how Akroma smells to phage she just like uh, okay. she, she can't be she can't even focus when she's around her um, yeah they're the opposites unfortunately for Akroma Kamal was still loyal to his sister and would fight to defend her even in her cursed form so Kamal and phage fought against Akroma who was no match for a brother and sister Akroma was oh. forced to flee Grievously wounded as her legs fell victim to Phage's touch. Well, so just so I can picture this, what does Akroma look like? Does it look like a person? Is... She's she's an angel. So she's wearing she's like white plate armor. She's wielding like a sword of like beautiful white magic, and she has like these beautiful wow. angelic wings on her back. Okay, uh, cool. And a and a stern consternation on her face. She looks angry because she's the angel of wrath. Um, oh, sick. Uh, she, I like how you didn't use your actual eyebrows on the cam there. You used your fingers to make angry eyebrows. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Akroma, Akroma uh, also has another printing of her card, which is the Angel of Fury, where she's red. Uh, again, the same cost, just red instead of instead of three black like phages or three white like the Angel of Wrath is. She's three red. Um, cool. Where she has protection from white and blue. So uh, phage manages to to touch her legs. And, and destroys her legs as, as she's fleeing. Uh, Akroma returns to Ixidor, weeping in immense pain. Ixidor forgave her for what she saw as her failure and decided to not only heal her, but to enhance her. She went from just an angel to like an angel jaguar centaur uh, as Ixidor imagined her with the legs of a powerful feline. I don't know if that was like a fetish thing or like what, but... <laughs> I don't know. Angel seemed pretty good, and he made her like a jaguar centaur. And this is something that is in a book. It's like this is this version of Akroma has never been printed. Like it's, I, I mean, maybe I didn't look that hard, but maybe you could find some artwork of her as a jaguar uh, centaur, like a centaur, like a like a horse lower half, but a jaguar instead. And I think jaguars right. are pretty, pretty short. Like I think she'd be shorter than a human if like she was. If her legs were jaguar-sized, right? Yeah. Uh, like, a horse seems so sturdy, but, like, a jaguar seems so fluid. So I just yeah. picture her, like, not having core strength. So kind of just, like, if the jaguar runs, she's, like, kind of, like, flopping behind <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Ah, too fast. Yeah, she's got, there's, like, a yeah. learning curve where she has to figure out how to, like, how to not, how, how to strengthen her spine so she doesn't just buckle when the thing takes off. Like Exactly. <laughs> uh so Ixidor gives her these these uh, kitty legs because it's his thing and he loves it and it's, it's what he wants to do for her uh, and because he can because yeah. he just has to imagine something when he's in his realm and he, it becomes true so Ixidor this whole time has like established kind of like a country on uh, Otaria the continent that where all these stories are taking place where it's just like yeah. this or like a state or a province or whatever where it's like that's Ixidor's realm there's like fucked up trees that look like cats and there's you know people yeah. that look like cats and there's animals that look like cats and he's like he's got a thing for cats I guess I don't know yeah the play, the joke we made the last time was the place we know in Ontario because we come from Ontario oh, yeah. it's, it's pretty close so yeah. instead of whales and stuff it's, it's jaguars got it it's jaguars jaguars just the lower half of the jaguar no jaguar heads no, uh, no, no. That'd be weird. Yeah, that would that would be gross and weird for sure. Yeah, no. <laughs> I, it's Pamela Anderson on top of a jaguar. Yeah, exactly. Very and normal no. and healthy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, so Ixidor warned Akroma, however, that she should prepare for war, and he was right. Uh, dual force of the Cabal and the Croson Forest. The Croson Forest being uh, where Kamal is from, 
where um, Jessica is from. Uh, it's green. S. It's green. Green yeah. aspected, so, and then black aspect is Cabal. Is Cabal. So there's a, a green okay. black force coming. Having seen the power of Ixidor's creations, when Akroma landed in the in the arena, basically, uh, so they were marching onto his land. Ixidor began conjuring all the creations he could, and Akroma would lead them into battle. So she's playing like she's playing like frontline for him, trying to trying to save his realm because she still sees him like I guess kind of like a father. Like he is kind of like a father. Like he created her, uh, yeah. as, as did all these other creations. Can, can you imagine though? Is like like just something's coming at you and really quick you gotta imagine a bunch of stuff yeah and like the, there's gonna be some defects that kind of yeah. come out of there like like in a dream where you don't quite think it completely through yeah. so there's like a, a jaguar with an ostrich head just like yeah, yeah that's it you picture like a minotaur but he's got like little baby arms and just like oh david he needs those whatever use your horns like the horns are like soft and they like flop it's like oh no it's like wet noodles on his head like, you gotta uh, really slow down and think these things out yeah. yeah that's it well like do you get like do you get like conjurer's block where you're like okay gotta think of something gotta think of something gotta think of something and like he was probably like all day he was like daydreaming he was like okay she's go- she's off to kill phage she's gonna be fine there's no way phage's brother's there and would would like kill her or whatever she's gonna do great <laughs> He's just sitting there, like, doo, 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 doo. he's just like thinking of all these fantastic creations. Like he's thinking them into existence. He's thinking them out of existence. Then as soon as it's time to actually do it, he's just like, "Oh fuck, fuck! What is a bird like? Oh god, how many feet does a bird have?" When he's banging his jaguar girlfriend or whatever, yeah. you just see like the multiples of seven like falling from the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, seven, seven, seven. Uh, That's so, not how that works. I think so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Akroma is leading his forces of uh, baby arm minotaurs and uh, ostrich jaguars into battle. Uh, the battle would rip Ixidor's lands apart, throwing skyward all manner of fantastical creature and awe-inspiring wonders. In the okay. beginning, at least, it seemed as though Ixidor's forces, uh, with Akroma at the fore, were winning. So they're they're holding the cabal and the Crossen Forest back. That is until those forces encountered Phage. Striding forward, an avatar of darkness and a roiling black death, Ixidor's curse against her was finally reaching its ultimate conclusion. For each of Ixidor's illusions slain, a giant coiling death worm sprouted forth from her, adding to the destruction she wrought. That is sick as fuck, dude. So <laughs> Going through the battlefield, this black cloud, these worms like climbing above her and like roiling through the earth. And, yeah, that's pretty fucking. And she's cool. just like as she's every time she she like kills something, she just like summons this like giant worm like that just like adds to the destruction. Oh, um, that's some like Lich King shit, dude. Like turning yeah. undead kind of exactly. thing. Like, yeah, that's, exactly. That's pretty cool. Um. So yeah, this is kind of like Ixidor's, like the irony of Ixidor's curse, where he was like, I'm going to make her feel bad all the time because she's going to have these like horrible worms living inside her. And she like shows up, she's like, what's up, bitches? I'm using your worms against you, dummy. Why'd you give me all these super strong worms to use? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, she's just, she's just like going, popping them out. No problem. The last worm that she spits out is the soul of Nivea herself slain when Ixidor's torment began. Uh, As it does, Phage collapses and reverts once more to Jessica. So so Ixidor's magic and and the magic that he planted in Phage was strong enough to kind of undo this uh, Numera's or Numena's 
um, curse on her that turned her into Phage the Untouchable. It's like Unstoppable right. Killing Machine. Suddenly, she's Jessica again. Um, we've talked about Planeswalkers before. We've talked about Planeswalker Sparks. Uh, yeah. Jessica's spark is not clear when exactly it happened. I like to think that it was like in this moment that she she has her spark and she realizes like yep. so like shit's happening like she wakes up from a fugue state she's like oh shit I've been killing people yep. that's not good I was like gonna kill my brother that's not good although he was much too strong for me older brother too yeah. tough um, for anyone who doesn't know what a spark is it's the moment that someone transcends like humanity or basic life into becoming a planeswalker and it could pop at any moment usually within extreme stress or some sort of extreme situation yeah like yeah. A, a turning point in a character's life basically yeah. uh one of many climaxes in a character's life so jessica child of otaria and the barbarian tribes to the north had been reborn the worm the last worm raging soul of nivia would swallow Ixidor as a chroma watched helplessly oh, so the, no not only does the curse you know come back to bite him because it ends up destroying his armies but like the worm that was basically the corrupted soul of his ex-wife uh, is the, the one that would swallow him. So what I'm learning is that notification I got from Tinder, I should not try and get revenge against the ghosters because the ghosters will kill me eventually. What? No. It's saying you should send giant, giant dest- all-destroying worms after ghosters. <laughs> If a woman... Oh, okay. So I'll send worm picks. I'll send worm picks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it always works, I think. Yeah. yeah. I've, having never done it, I'm pretty sure it always works. I have a, I have a, <laughs> I have a friend, Tanner, he tells me it's like, it's surefire. Um, <laughs> Sounds like someone who would send that. Right? The name like Tanner. Right. Um, <laughs> I, okay, I was going to get into something. I'll get into it in a little bit. But uh, just, right. Now, Jessica, once more. She had found her spark, uh, but she had unleashed devastation, which threatened to not only destroy the continent, but to tear apart the very fabric of this world. So these worms and all these souls and all this death is like too much magic centered in one spot for like this world to handle. And if you'll yeah. remember from before we started the Jessica, the Jessica series, we were talking about Dominaria, the plane that they're on. And there are these yep. rifts open all over the plane right now, which are basically like sucking out magic and slowly tearing apart the fabric of the of the realm. Wow. The only way that they can get sealed is if a planewalker, planeswalker offers up their spark to seal it. Right. Yeah, yeah. So you have to sacrifice yourself to, to save. Exactly. Magic. Okay. Uh, yeah, you have to sacrifice your like magic ability, basically. Which, like, I guess for these people who can travel into interdimensional space and can manipulate all of reality, like, it might be like a death. Like, what? How how good is your life after that? If you're like, if you're a person like Ixidor who can literally like will things into existence, how do you go back to being like a normal human? I yeah, I I don't know. I think your ego's too so, out of control at that point, right? Yeah, to tie it into the 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 misogyny, I guess it'll be a magic vasectomy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you still shoot, but it's just not... It doesn't have the same potency, you know? Exactly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she, she wakes up from this fugue state as Phage, where she, like, delivered all this death, all this harm, and she sees, like, these worms just, like, tearing apart, the like, the land, and, like, destroying, destroying everything and just, like, wreaking death. Damn. So she uses her power to reabsorb the darkness she had unleashed, pulling the essence of all the worms back into herself. All the worms but one. The one manifested from the soul of Nivea. So that worm, this is just like a fun little bonus fact. Later on, Akroma will go find it 
and she will uh, confront the worm, basically, and she'll find Ixidor still alive, living inside the worm, worshipping the soul of his ex-wife. Holy fuck, dude. <laughs> That's like... So you can, you can imagine therapy. anything in the world. You can imagine anything in the world if you choose to live in a worm. Well, it's where his, it's where his wife's soul is. So it's, it's Imagine where he wants another to wife. <laughs> Speaking of misogyny. Uh... <laughs> 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 uh, it's crazy dude yeah yeah so it's very uh like jonah in the whale in the bible except instead of uh having faith in god he has faith in this the soul of his ex-wife um oh did jonah fuck the whale yeah yeah they were fucking, okay dude. they were fucking for sure i, I for missed sure. that part what do you like, you gotta read the bible sometime man yeah it's a, it's a wild ride great blowhole job yeah yeah <laughs> Stay, stay tuned for the Lord Boys Bible episode where we talk about the Bible. We're not going to do that. That's crazy. Uh, maybe... <laughs> imagine making jokes about the Bible like yeah. I just did. Yeah. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? Maybe we'll do the Quran. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> so uh, it seems as uh, her stint as Jessica would be short-lived. Kamal, knowing full well that leaving the worms unchecked would see the world destroyed, was forced to watch his sister transformed into phage once more. Akroma, however, didn't really want to let this go. I guess she kind of feels like she lost this fight, and she's not ready. Being the Angel of Wrath slash the Angel of Fury, I guess she's just not really to let this go. She right. She would chase Deska down, uh, okay. not convinced that the woman who was, or sorry, she would chase Phage down, not convinced that the woman who was Jessica could be saved. So, okay. Cabal, for his part, is like, damn, guys, watch my sister become phage. This was my only chance. Drop the mic. I'm out. I'm leaving. Going back to the forest. <laughs> it's your fault, dude. Yeah, it is. <laughs> absolute. All, all of this, all of that we've talked about is is Cabal's fault. Like I said in our first episode, I really think this is Jessica's story. Slash, well, Jessica, it, it, this is Jessica's story. And, like, the whole first episode was dated to Kamal because it's like, that was the episode where we're setting up all the things that go wrong was Kamal. Right. It's all just Kamal's fault. Um, yeah. So he goes to mope in the forest. Phage would fly, uh, would flee to a city called Sanctum, and Akroma would follow a year later once she had raised an army. So Sounds safe there. Yeah. So during this time, Akroma goes to visit someone uh, someone named Stonebrow. Uh, she's going to different people, different cities, basically saying, like, Phage is uh, uh, like a menace. Phage is dangerous. We have to stop her. We have to kill her. You saw what she did to Ixidor, and she summoned all these worms. She could do that again. Like, they're all living inside her. Like, we need to stop her kind of thing. Uh, so she's going around, like, like maxing out her charisma, trying to, you know, diplomacy checks all over the place, just trying to get people onto her side. She goes to visit Stonebrow. When she's there, she, like, that's when she, like, she's sitting at the table, and she, like, looks down, and her feet uh, got devoured by a portal. And she like goes through and finds that uh, it's the worm. It's a portal to the worm where Ixidor, her like creator, was was living or whatever. He ends up giving her uh, blades for legs, and she turns into a chroma, the angel of fury. What the, the fuck, red dude? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you can sneak under a table and tie someone's shoes together, or you can make a portal <laughs> into a worm dimension. Yeah, yeah. Like Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah. Uh, but she got cool sword legs out of it, so I don't know if it's all bad, right? Uh, oh. <laughs> Um, that's not very practical yeah i, w- I would love to like d- d- like flush that story out more but like i said it's like this was supposed to be a three uh two-parter and then it was supposed to be a three-parter and now it's going to be a four-parter so i was like we're gonna i'm just gonna give you guys that i'm gonna give you she went to a worm the worm she went through the wormhole to a worm 
and lost her legs and her old daddy gave her uh, sword legs. Yeah. That's, that's the cliff notes for it. That's the cliff okay, notes for those cool. three chapters in that book. <laughs> 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 uh, so It's like of all legs you could have, like, you usually need a, a steady base to kind of walk around on, right? She has wings, though. Oh. <laughs> Oh, dude, that's super scary. She comes well, that's her, it. Her down she... B and super smash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Her down yeah. B is just like, but she, you gotta you gotta be careful not to do it too close to the edge because you'll just suicide. Like you just yeah. Like, there's no there's no there's no can like animation cancel on that move. So right. Yeah, you gotta do it over ground or you yeah. gotta do it for serious. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, for the win, basically. Um, yeah. So she goes. She she meets uh she meets Stonebrow, loses her legs, gets new legs, meets other people. A year passes. She decides to go to Sanctum. She has her army now. She is surprised when she arrives to find the gates open to her. And the city's many statues, and like it had like a bunch of statues and monuments in Sanctum, they were all turned sentient. And they, were, they weren't like stopping her or her army. They were just guiding her where to go. They were basically showing her into the city. Cool. In, the seni- in, in the center of the city, there's a giant dome, and Phage is inside it waiting for a chroma. While Phage had retreated to Sanctum, her brother returned to the Croson Forest to once more once more mourn the loss of his sister. He had given up the Mirari some time ago, decrying it as evil, and took up a new axe known as the Soul Reaper. Now this axe okay. was forged from a couple things, partially the Cabal Patriarch's uh, crest and, and some other things. Um, but all okay. you need to know is that he has a new weapon, an axe, called the Soul Reaper. I'm picturing the Arcanite Reaper from the World of Warcraft universe. Yeah, that's great. That's what I picture okay. too. Um, okay. Like a double-bladed, a double-bladed axe, long-handled axe, basically. Uh, so like a two-handed, right. double-bladed axe, butterfly axe or whatever. Um, yeah. I think it's important to mention that he called it Soul Reaper because he was like, oh, the Mirari, I tied it onto my sword. It was evil. It made me a bad guy. I'm going to make a new weapon and it's going to be made from the crest of this super evil guy who killed my sister and turned her into an avatar of death. And I'm going to call it the Soul Reaper because I <laughs> am reformed and I am good now. <laughs> <laughs> like he's literally like the bumbling. He's like, I, I don't know. He's the Sergeant Pyle of the Magic the Gathering universe where he's just like wandering around bumbling into things and like setting off explosions. <laughs> Like, dude this axe is so worm adjacent you can go fishing with it like, yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> just throw it into the lake like i would do it honestly exactly. yep he spends a year meditating in the croson forest so the whole time okay. that uh that um is gone and chroma's building up her army he's meditating in the forest now when i say the whole year i mean it. he's not like meditating for eight or 12 hours a day he's literally sitting in the forest for a year straight meditating He's not eating. He's not sleeping. He's laid down his axe beside him, and he meditates in one spot. <laughs> you hear the stories of people getting worms planted within them so they don't have to eat anymore, and this yeah. guy gets an axe. <laughs> he, this guy gets an axe, and he plants worm. He gets worms implanted in his sister, and he can go yeah. a year without eating or drinking. Exactly. Um, yeah. So after a year of meditation, uh, a centaur and friend named Stonebrow. Uh, okay. who knew of Akroma's plan to kill Phage, went to fetch Kamal. So Stonebrow, the, the guy where Akroma was when she, when she got, went, got her legs sucked into the worm portal, 
he goes to see Kamal because he's like, I know she's going to kill Phage. He doesn't end up giving Phage or uh, he doesn't end up giving a chroma any soldiers or anything like that. But he goes to see Kamal and he's like, hey, I know you're doing this weird thing where you're sitting and not sleeping or drinking or eating for a year straight. Uh, but somebody's going to kill your sister. And Kamal, for his part, is like he hasn't eaten or drank in a year or really slept. So he's like not very responsive. He's just kind of catatonic. Yeah. Stonebrow places Soul Reaper in Kamal's hands. It becomes infused with green energy, and Kamal is brought back. So it's not explicit, but I like to think it's like this is representative of a singularity of purpose now okay. that Kamal has suddenly found. So he symbolically laid down his axe and basically like consigned himself himself to death. Uh, and his friend Stonebrow is like, no, like Phage is going to get into another fight with a Chroma. I don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's like. Nobody knows what's going to happen now. Somebody has to go like check on this and make sure everything's okay. This is like a mission of atonement kind of thing. Yeah, I, I guess in his eyes, like th- that's the purpose that he sees for himself, kind of thing. Okay. A chroma would face Phage in the center of Sanctum, and the two battled fiercely. A woman named Zagorka, who had fought in the war against Ixidor who came to be the leader of Sanctum and who was slowly unveiling the secret that Sanctum had would be present there. So okay. Sanctum is not just a city. It's actually the awakening form of a new Numena called Averu who sought to okay. stop them. So let's talk about the Numena a bit. I kind of yeah. mentioned them. and we'll, we'll I'm not re- sure what... Sorry, I'm not sure what to picture. Like, whenever you say, like, is it a giant dragon they're sleeping on? Is it a, so, is it a spirit? Is it a... Originally, the Numena were wizards. They were the most powerful wizards on the plane of Dominaria, and each one of them picked a color. So, black had Kuber, red had a Veru. So, okay. they were these all-powerful gods, and they, they destroyed some things called the Titans, which lived on Dominaria before. So they they basically right. took full control of the plane when the plane was still like relatively young. They were the first true rulers of this this world and like over yeah. time they were forgotten, they were killed, they were betrayed, they were whatever. They all they've all died out at this point and now we're kind of seeing like them come out of the woodworks and be reborn. I'll talk cool. I'll talk a bit more about them tomorrow because it has a lot to do with Corona, the false goddess's backstory. Okay. Uh, and when I say tomorrow, I don't mean tomorrow. I mean the next time I record an episode of the Lore Boys podcast. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure Peter's still tied up tomorrow. But yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I could have one ready for tomorrow. I won't have one ready for tomorrow because I choose not yeah. to. Um, so there's this woman, Zagorka. <laughs> yeah, guys, that's it. When we don't have an episode in a week, it's because Ethan chooses not to. Yeah, Ethan Ethan, Ethan wears the pants around here, and if Ethan says no episode, there's no episode. You better believe it. If somebody <laughs> if somebody doesn't like my post on Twitter or give me a retweet or, or you know, upvote me or send me a nice message on the on the email, we're, we're not getting an episode because Ethan is pouting. And Ethan is, <laughs> Ethan is in his room. He is lying in his bed, writing in his diary, and he does not have time to record an episode. <laughs> so there's this woman named Zagorka, a uh, horrible name, can I just say, uh, who, is, who is probably black aligned. So she fought with the Cabal forces to, uh, to invade Ixidor's lands and fought in what was called the Nightmare War. Um, 
Averu, and then when she got back, they like a lot of people who were who survived that war went to Sanctum. Like they reallocated there, like a, a huge portions of the army, and she kind of got elected like unofficial leader of the city. I guess like after Phage, but Phage like didn't really engage in the day to day. She was more just like, <laughs> I need some, I need a couple of people to kill every day, and everybody else stay the fuck out of my way. And got it. Zagorka was like, okay, I guess I'll organize the tax collection then. You know. The fucking yeah. the community center is a dump. Who's gonna fix that up? I guess it's up to old Z- Zogorka. Um, Wait, is this a Stardew Valley episode? What do you yeah. mean the community center? <laughs> uh, that have, would be I, a very different game. I have started playing Stardew Valley, so that is that is why I thought of it. I'm glad you got there, dude. Too. I've been I've been playing uh, on my phone because I have oh, yeah. it here. It, it's it's I'll, wonderful. Yeah. I'll, we'll link cable and I'll duel you when you get back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you better watermelon against my radish. Like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like the rock paper scissors Stardew Valley. Uh, watermelon yep. beats radish. Uh, cranberry beats everything. Exactly. Um, yep. So uh, check out uh, the Lore Boys episode on Stardew Valley if you want to know more about what the fuck we're talking about. As it was written, Magic it, Gathering. <laughs> yeah, the, the Stardew Valley fun fact was written uh, in like 30 minutes before we had to go up because we confused who was supposed to be writing and yeah. no one had an episode when we showed up. So I was like, uh, I love Stardew Valley. Don't worry, I got this. Uh, so. Jamie had just been playing it for like four weeks straight, like not sleeping, <laughs> just, just fucking farming cranberries. So he was like, I'm good to go, honestly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, get, just getting back on track, uh, Averu, the, uh, the Numena, who was kind of the sleeping city, so... He was a wizard, presumably human. I think it's just his spirit is like manifest in this city. Uh, okay. I'm not entirely sure what that means right now. I don't know if next week we might talk about what that means, uh, if I can find some interesting stuff on it. Otherwise, all you need to know is like, hey, the city is person, and it's red person who's strong wizard. Uh, yeah. So it's like they- uh, that horror movie monster house where where the monster was the house oh. and this this place uh, like i've never village, really seen that but... coming <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it, the guys who wrote rick and morty actually wrote it so oh yeah very good writing yeah there you go. um so averu this red new mana who was who was a city but also a person saw zagorka as its mother and Zagorka feared the fight between the two might destroy the fledgling Numena. So, Zagorka is like, you know, doing her thing. She's like hiring garbage men all day. And she's, you know, making sure like the sewers don't get backed up. And she's like trying to, trying to open up a new, uh, new uh, recycling plant. And, and then one sure day... we have drinkable water. All yeah, that, all, everything, yeah. Yeah, everything you need for a city. And then one day the streets start talking to her or a voice in her head starts talking to her and starts calling her mom and she's just like yeah yeah you know what i am your mom you know what i deserve this i worked hard for this i am your mother um so she's she's worried that uh the fight between akroma and phage will turn into another ixador fiasco with death worms destroying everything uh and she wants to stop that so she goes to Mm -hmm. the dome as as she goes, Kamal arrives. As Kamal kind of str- strides into the dome, she sees like, oh fuck, this asshole now. I'm gonna put a stop to this before everything gets fucking out of hand here. Okay. Yeah. She throws herself between Phage and Akroma. She's she's a, a magic magic wielder of some skill. It's not it's not super clear how much skill or how strong she is. She's probably not on their level, yeah. 
but by gum, she's gonna do her best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is, is her aspect gray? Because she's yeah. going right between white and black, or uh, yeah. it's red and uh, red and black at this point. Red so and black, okay. dark red. She's brimstone colored. Um, cool. No, I I think she's black because I she fought with the cabal. So yeah, I think she's that. the same as Fish. Uh, Kamal blinded but by what he now saw as his solemn sta- solemn task barely registered the, the newcomer mm. Kamal realizes or Kamal realized when he picks up picked up the axe that he is too much a cuck to figure out how to fix this problem and he's like I'm just gonna go kill my sister and get this over with oh what <laughs> that's so, the solution <laughs> that singularity of purpose I mentioned it was like, I guess I'll just go kill her uh, what that he was trying to save her. He, he spent a year in the fucking woods and this is his plan? Like- he wades into the arena. With one swing of Soul Reaper, Kamal slew Phage, Akroma, and the unsuspecting Zagorka. One swing, three of the most powerful women on the continent are dead. So, uh- <laughs> I did say, I did say this is very, very prototypical male fantasy that's just like oh man is so much stronger he used power of axe those stupid women shouldn't have talked so much um well he spent a year he spent a year getting ready for that one big swing though he spent a year not eating or drinking like how could he even stand (laughs) no dude like super smash bros he was just charging that attack you know the whole fucking year he spent he spent the whole whole year growing out his neck beard and he was just like he was just about ready whenever he got there (laughs) He put on his fucking button-up red shirt with a Chinese dragon on the back, and, like grabbed oh, his yeah. katana, his fedora, Tipped and like neck fedora down. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah, it. exactly. He pushed his glasses yeah. up, and they lit up so you couldn't see his eyes anymore. And then with one swing of his Soul Reaper, uh, the the most weeaboo fucking name for a weapon, the Soul Reaper, uh, he kills all three of them. The yeah. souls of the three powerful women were torn from them so violently that they created a vortex swirling and melding together. There was a flash then, a blinding explosion. The center of that explosion, three terrific souls of unimaginable power had changed into something greater. A magnificent light and a being of radiance and raw strength. Corona, the false goddess, was born of three souls. Whoa, white black? Uh, Corona is, let's look it up actually. That's a great question. Yeah, that's intense, dude. uh, She's all five color. All four, all so she's uh, one colorless, white, blue, black, red, green. Damn. At the beginning of each player's turn, basically, uh, if so, you you play the card. It's on the field. Mm-hmm. Like Jamie had kind of uh, called me out for an, an accidental pun earlier. There's a thing called tapping in Magic where you turn the card sideways, and it means it's been used. You can't use it again until your next turn. Uh, so anytime you attack, you tap. Unless it has vigilance like a chroma did. But so you tap the card. Corona's text is um, at the beginning of each player's upkeep, she untaps and that player gains control over. Mm. So she just like hops around the board uh, doing whatever. But her yeah. whole thing is she buffs a certain creature type. So she's supposed to be played in like a very themed deck. Whereas like if you're playing a goblin deck, Corona would buff all your goblins whenever it's your turn. Whereas, like, if another player is playing like a spell deck or something, they won't necessarily have like a theme to their creatures. Okay, uh, that's cool. But she only buffs them if you squeeze one green energy down the bottle, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. 
one green one green energy in there and it just gives it like a nice little it's like a little lighter you know what i mean it's just like yeah. a, a little bit better um, the taste of summer yeah <laughs> so next time i do i do this thing called podcasting i'm hoping i can wrap up this series uh mm-hmm. we'll talk about we'll get started talking about corona and the false goddess who she is where she comes from what her ties to the numena are uh, because she does have ties to them. So we'll get into a bit of them, a bit of her, a bit of everything. But I think uh, for this episode, uh, this is a good place to stop. Awesome. Yeah, no, this is really cool. Like, I don't, I didn't know much about uh, Magic the Gathering Universe and genuinely interested in this whole story. Uh, hoping to learn more about uh, what happens next. Um, I'm. You guys should know, I guess I'll be back in Canada for the next recording, so the sound quality should go back up again, yeah. which is really cool to hear it won't and be, uh, still grating on everyone's ears <laughs> well that's just me day to day right yeah yeah but, exactly. <laughs> yeah it's world of warcraft classic will be out by the next time we record probably too so my next episode will definitely probably be world of warcraft again mm-hmm. but hope you guys are into it if you are let us know on all of our social media you can find us at loreboyspodcast at gmail.com send us an email uh we read them out on air we'd love to hear them um they honestly make our day, so send them yeah. over. So honestly, super, super nice. Uh, even if it's like you're adding us to the Area 69 raid and you only speak Dutch and we don't understand what you're <laughs> saying, we still have a great laugh whenever you send us these emails, so keep that up. Uh, we got two We got two emails today, or not this week, completely Dutch, saying Area 69. So is it like an Area 51 joke, but for 69? Yeah, for 69. I didn't Google I Translate. Know. I don't know, I didn't but, trans- nice, but nice. Um, Are you going to read it? I'm, oh, I did, I did say I would. I, I don't have it right now. I'll read it on the next episode, I promise. Uh, <laughs> Jamie and Peter can remind me to do it. Uh, I do okay. want to give a shout-out to Mecha Paladin and Saucy Chimera, our two patri- patrons on Patreon. Uh, this week, sometime, we will have more tiers set up for anybody who wants to support us on any kind of denomination. Our lowest denomination right now is three paltry dollars a month, uh, and you'll get a shout-out like I just gave you. Saucy Chimera on yeah. Twitter, uh, Mecha Paladin. I'm not sure if he's on Twitter, but he's definitely Mecha Paladin yes. on our Discord. Uh, you can find links to our Discord on our site, like Jamie yeah. said, loreboys.com. And it's a bucka boy buck a boy and so we'll, three dollars we each get we each get one dollar exactly. um we have other we're tiers coming to, with yeah better, sorry with we're looking rewards. to we're look uh, <laughs> we're looking to kind of like um uh get some new software because like when we do these recording things i do travel for business fairly regularly lately and uh so that we don't have to have these kind of crunchier sound quality so you guys We'll hear my voice like butter. We want to get some better software and stuff like that. So your Patreon, it's not just helping us go out and buy beer or something like that. Like it's really helping improve what you like, which is the podcast. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You can find me uh, at Ethan the Deadman, Ethan the Deadman on Twitter. Um, you can try and find me other places, but I don't really go on Facebook and I never use Instagram and I am so bad at checking my email. Uh, if it's not my work, if it's not my work email, I'm so bad at checking my personal email. Um, so this has been a lot of fun. Uh, mm-hmm. We normally say that there's a Lore Boys premium, uh, so we do have a worm ointment uh, to to give away uh, for any of our supporters who don't want to go through Patreon. Don't trust the man. Don't trust the big credit cards. Uh, just send us an unmarked envelope with a bunch of money in it. If we, anytime we get an unmarked envelope, we always rip it open right away. See what's inside. Uh, mm-hmm. If it's if it's full of a bunch of money and you don't want to like write anything down because you don't want like an FBI uh, investigator to like be able to detect your handwriting and know it came from you or whatever. 
then just leave money yeah. and we'll know it was for this. And we will send you uh, by P.O. box or whatever a jar of worm ointment. Now, worm ointment is not what you might think it is. It will not get rid of worms. It's ointment made of worms. It's yeah. uh, it's like a worm paste, basically. We take a bunch of worms. It's, yeah. It's it's from worms, by worms, for worms. Yeah, uh, exactly. And you, in, the listener, so, the worm. If, if you've had some questionable activity and your worm is excreting some white mana every once in a while, <laughs> you can just put this worm ointment on and it'll clear up in a week to two weeks. Yeah, yeah. there's no guarantees that anything clears up, but it'll clear up in a week to two weeks, guaranteed. So uh, <laughs> I think that would constitute a lore boys, lore, boys. lore two boys, out. 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 What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. <laughs> 